If you're a woman seeking a safe space to hear genuine conversations about faith, family, mental health, and life as a modern day woman, then girl, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Desiree Ofori podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Desiree Ofori podcast. Today we are on video and I'm so glad to be back. We have a little bit of a different setup, but it's okay. I'm kind of liking this. This is feeling a little cozy. I might keep this up. Definitely going to get a, a stand because I'm holding the mic in my hand if you're listening to this instead of watching. So it might get a little clunky, but we're going to get through this and I pray that this message that I'm sharing with you that it will not come off as bullying, that it won't come off as like judgy in a negative way, but that it would encourage you and convict you in a positive way to seek God on how he wants you to live this Christian lifestyle and how you can be more of a blessing instead of a bully when it comes to non-believers, believers, and especially people who are new to the faith. So I'm going to be giving you three instances, three examples of where I have witnessed, experienced, or have been a judgy Christian in an unfair and what I truly believe unrighteous way towards non-believers, new believers, and mature seasoned saints, okay? Nobody is excluded from judgy Christians and I want to say more about that, but I'm just going to go right into it. All right. So the first example, God gave me the task to pray for a friend, an old friend. We don't really have any contact with each other. Um, I've reached out a couple of times, but I don't know if the way that I've come across or they're just like, mm, don't really want to deal with you and <laughs> anymore. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. I've tried multiple ways to reach out to this person and nothing silent deaf ears but god has tasked me to continue to pray for them and um i believe that you know when i was tasked to pray for them i was driving down the street i remember it so vividly i think i was just thinking about different friendships and different relationships and god said but well, who will pray for blank and i was like okay i will pray for them and the other thing that he told me was to pray for their heart Mind you, I was more thinking like pray for their heart to change because of their lifestyle and what they do. But it's taken me about a year to realize that it wasn't about their lifestyle that I was supposed to be praying for. God wanted me to pray about their heart, that their heart would soften, that their heart would heal, that their heart would be restored and that their heart would return to Jesus and really find a way to really dive into who God is to be found by him, to be loved by him. And in that, that would make the change in the lifestyle and whatever other things that is going on in their life, that would make the difference. I've been watching a lot of videos from Delafe Testimonies. Definitely check them out. It's an incredible ministry where they go around the world interviewing different people about how they came to God. And a lot of the similarities, even though there are so many different stories, um, you know, people who are in witchcraft, people who are in the homosexual lifestyle, people who are Christians who grew up in the church and turned away, people who have known God and never turned away, but the way that they were living and the way that they were seeing God was off. Like there's just so many different scenarios um, and testimonials on this. So I definitely recommend that you check them out. But the one common theme that I 
continue to see over and over again, no matter the story, no matter the background, no matter the upbringing, is the heart. God was after their heart and God planted seeds along the way to bring them in. He continued to go after them, even when they thought that God wasn't there, even if they did not know who God was. He continued to find and place different ways for seeds to be planted in their heart to bring them closer to him. And once he got them, he is the one that transformed their heart. And as their heart transformed and healed, then the outward manifestation, the outward fruit of that transformation started to show. Once I realized that that is what God wanted me to be praying for, that person's heart and not about their lifestyle, that's when I started to change my prayers And that's when I decided, okay, if they never speak to me, if they never respond to my old messages, because I'm not going to contact them again unless God has led me to it. But that moving forward, I felt peace that moving forward, that all I need to do is to continue to pray for their heart. And maybe one day I will get to meet them or see them or talk to them. And maybe I won't. But as long as I continue to pray for their heart and I may just hear of the transformation, I may not even know, never know that a transformation has happened. But as long as I'm doing what God has told me to do by praying for their heart, I have done what I'm supposed to do. So there's a story in John chapter eight, verse three through 11, about a woman who was caught in adultery and the religious leaders found her, brought her to Jesus, who was nearby teaching and was like, what about her? She's committing adultery. Isn't that wrong? And Jesus basically told them, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. Because the practice of the time was if somebody was caught in adultery, to stone that person to death. After a while, everyone left and Jesus asked her, is there anybody left here to condemn you? And she said, no, everybody's gone. And so he was like, I don't condemn you either. Like go and basically sin no more. What I see, what stands out to me is that especially when I'm, as I'm talking about, like God wants your heart, like it's the heart that touched her heart. He wasn't like, you shouldn't be doing this. He didn't chastise her. He didn't say this is wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Point like she knew she already knew he knows her heart. She already know. She already know that she was in the wrong. She didn't need to be told that anymore. But what she needed was somebody to see her as a person and what he said to her and his action touched her heart and I believe that transformed her in a way that nobody else's words nobody else's judgment could transform her it touched her deep and it I'm pretty sure I don't know for sure they don't say it but I'm pretty sure if I was to experience something like that that would radically transform me to not want to do that sin anymore and to go a different way so pray for that person's heart if there is somebody that you are concerned about somebody that you're like I see how they're living and I know that it's not the will of God. It's not in the way of the Lord. Even if it's something like, I don't know, they think it's okay, but I know, but what I'm reading is saying that it's not okay. What I know to be true, it's not okay. Instead of chastising them, instead of beating them down, instead of trying to like um, take the Bible and hit it over their head and trying to like convince them that what they're doing is wrong. How about praying for their heart? Allow God's power to transform them in ways that your words, your actions, even by living your example would not transform them. It's God who changes the heart. There is nothing that we say. 
But God, if there is anything that we say or do that influences somebody to change, it's because God has already been speaking to their heart. God has already planted the seed. God has already been doing the transformation within and you were just the extra piece of the puzzle to help them. You being a vessel through God as he leads you, even if you know it or not, as he leads you to help them make up their mind to change and transform their life. The second example is I see celebrities, um, and I'm not going to name names, celebrities who have been coming to Christ, have been being public with their faith of like turning away from, you know, the life that they live to follow Jesus. Um, I've also seen people on YouTube, big YouTubers, popular YouTubers, um, even one in particular that I used to follow back in the day. And then you know, some of her videos, I was like, mm, I don't know anymore. I kind of fell off. And then once I saw that she came back to Christ, I was like, hmm, let's see what this is about. Um, there are a lot of people who are returning to God, people who may have never known about God, people who knew about him, but wasn't really like there's just so many scenarios of different celebrities and different like popular YouTubers um, who are coming back to Christ. God is bringing his people back home. And what I have come to see is a lot of people, mainly Christians, who are judging them, who are um, saying like the way that you're doing it is not right. I even saw one comment of somebody who was baptized and they're like they weren't baptized correctly. Like what? <laughs> like you guys. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this doesn't even make any sense. We should be rejoicing on somebody finding Jesus, finding the truth. Now, whether or not the way that they found them was a way that you have found them or that you would have preferred them, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is they are aware of who Jesus is. God has revealed himself to them enough for them to say, hey, I know about who Jesus is now and I want to follow him. And I'm declaring to the world that this is what I'm doing. That's a huge deal, especially if you've been living a lifestyle that is so opposite of, you know, holiness and righteousness and what God has called us to live. You have completely done a 180 and transformation and you are now you know trying to live this life trying to understand as a baby christian as a new believer or even coming back you've been in the faith before and you left and now you're coming back like there is so much pressure already within to like i want to make sure that i'm living right i want to make sure that i'm doing this right and to have and, and there's also excitement of like, wow, my life is transformed. I'm changed. Now I'm like a part of this amazing family. And then you come a part of this family and there's people who are like knocking you down, who are talking about like everything and anything they can, picking you apart. Like how, have, how is that encouraging? How is that going to make somebody want to continue to deepen their relationship with Christ? How is that going to make anybody want to know more about God? How is that going to make those who have not made the transformation, who are seeing and witnessing the transformation in these people want to like, hey, maybe I should come and see what they're talking about and get to know Christ too. How is that going to help them? It's not. It's not. It's bullying. It's belittling. And God wants us to do better. He needs us to do better. So I have another scripture to read for you. Um, which is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. And it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, 
Do not look at his appearance or his stature, because I have rejected him. Humans do not see what the Lord sees, for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. People will look on like, this person looks righteous. They're, they're checking off all the boxes of what a Christian is supposed to look like, how a Christian is supposed to act, what a Christian is supposed to say and do. But God is not looking at all of those things first. Yeah, all of those things do come eventually. But a lot of times, a lot of those people who are checking the boxes inside on the outward, they look like, yeah, they got it. They're doing their amen. Yes. Get it, sis. Get it, bro. But inside it's dirty. It's nasty. It is false. It is not anything of God. <laughs> they, they, they got the outside is looking good. The aesthetic is pleasing, but the inside is disgusting. And so there are a lot of these people who are new to the faith that God is like transforming the inside of their heart from the inside out. What's on the inside eventually will come out on the outside. If God is transforming this person from the inside out, like he does, he is changing their mindset. He is changing their viewpoint, their perspective, their spirit. Man has been awakened and now knows truth. And now it's beginning to have understanding and knowledge and is pursuing that then naturally that is going to transform them on the outside. Things that they used to like, things that they used to be into, the way that they used to dress, the way that they speak, all of those things begin to change because the more that the Holy Spirit, the more that God works in them, it's kind of like having a pitcher of dirty water. And the more that God is pouring in, that's the vision that he gave me recently, the more that his clean Refreshing water, his living water is poured into them. The more that that dirt has to come out, it just comes out. The more of him, the less of the dirt. The more of him, the less of the dirt. Until from the outside, especially if you have a glass, a glass picture, you can see. Oh, I see the transformation. It's all clean. It's all good. There may still be some specks. We never have it all right. No matter how long you've been living this Christian life, no matter how mature you are, there are still, there will always be things that we have to work on. But the more of God that's in there, the clearer our life becomes, the less foggy it feels. And the more that people be able to recognize immediately, like there's something about that person, not because of what they look like on the outside, but how they carry themselves. There's a, there's a presence about them. There's an energy. God's energy is downloaded them and they're radiating the sun. They're radiating the light. They're radiating God's love. And that is recognized spirit to spirit before it really is recognized, you know, even on the outward appearance. So I want you to keep that in mind that people will look on the outside and looking for like transformation immediately. I think of like, you know, somebody who is trying to lose weight, you may have, it may have taken you years to put on all this weight, but once you've changed and made up in your mind, like, okay, I'm going to do something about it. You're not, you know, the day that you make up your mind, you may not immediately, not, you may not, you're not going to immediately see a change in your body, but you may feel it in the inside. You start eating differently. You start working out and eventually the weight will start to come off and then people will start to see the transformation. They may still see you on like week one or week two and be like, oh, she really need to do something about that 
not knowing that you've already been making the changes behind the scenes. You are making the transformation. It just is not seen on the outside yet. And then months, weeks down the road, they're like, oh, you've done something like, wow, look at you. Then they want to congratulate you. Like, this is not overnight. I've been working on this for quite a while behind the scenes. You haven't seen everything that I've been doing. You haven't seen everything um, that I've been eating. Like I have been doing the work and now you see it and now you want to applaud me. I encourage you when you see a new believer, when you see somebody new to the to the faith, encourage them, build them up by you building them up and encouraging them. That is community. And if they may be coming at it wrong, pray for them again, pray for them, pray for their heart, not for their lifestyle, but pray for God to continue to do work and transformation in them so that they can change, not for your approval, but by God's approval. All right. So the last example I have is when I was judged by a fellow Christian, somebody I've known for many, many years, but it was basically about a Christmas tradition. Um, and I was thanking God and I had made a post thanking God for like, oh, we got blessed with this thing. And, you know, for basically for like a long time, I did not feel like celebrating Christmas because I was just such in a bad way, um, dealing with postpartum depression, anxiety, um, chronic burn. Like I just had a lot of things going on over the last few years. And God has thanked the Lord. He has in the last year or so has really like, I feel like a completely different person. And so last Christmas was the first Christmas that I really felt excited. And like, I want to decorate. I want to do all the things. It was the first time. And so I was posting about this blessing that I received. And um, this person then like comments, like, do you not know the scripture? And basically saying like, I was, you know, I was wrong and that I shouldn't be having this thing and, and blah, 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 blah. And at first I was really confused. Like, wait, are they really talking to me? Like, do they not know me? I mean, I've known this person for years. And so it really threw me off. And then we started going back and forth and then other people got involved in it. And eventually I deleted their comment, which is what I should have done first. I should have deleted their comment and went to them in their messages and like, Hey, where where is this coming from? Like, what do you mean by this? Like, break this down for me. Help me understand because I'm really confused right now. Um, and instead of doing that, like it, we went on a little bit on social media. Then after I retaliated with a second post was like, listen, if you have a problem with me, if you see me doing something that you don't agree with, like either keep it to yourself or pray for me or come to me in a loving way to like let me know. And that person, I went on their page and saw that they said that basically that I was being a fake Christian, all this stuff. And so the whole thing like blew much bigger out of proportion than necessary. I showed myself in a way that I should not have. My heart was not right <laughs> and I was hurt and I was frustrated and I was really disappointed in the situation and the way that everything unraveled itself the way that it happened and the way that it unraveled. So after that, I started to, you know, think, you know, to myself, like, am I wrong? Was I in the wrong for not just what I did, but the initial thing of this Christmas tradition? Was I wrong? And it kind of like put a little funk, not going to lie, in the rest of the Christmas season. Every time I looked at this thing, I was like, I don't know. And I even second guess, like, should I not do this you know, the next year, like, 
God, like, show me, like, am I, am I, like, after I've been all upset, am I wrong? So the scripture I wanted to share with you about this and any issue where somebody may come at you and be like, you know, you're wrong for doing what you're doing and they're not coming to you in the right way. And you honestly may feel like this is innocent. There's nothing wrong with it. This is a scripture that I encourage all of us to pray on a daily basis. And it is Psalm chapter 139, verse 23 through 24. And it says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. What we need to be doing as believers, instead of retaliating, instead of trying to debate somebody on if, you know, they're right or wrong or that you're innocent or guilty, to ask God, like, search me, God, you tell me, because ultimately, you know, like, all these people have opinions, but ultimately, you know, my heart, you know, the place I'm coming from. And even if I'm coming from a good place, even if I'm coming from a place of innocence, because I really don't know or a place of ignorance. Um, because I really don't know, like, show me, let me know, tell me so that I can change and, and I can make the difference and I can be not a hindrance and not a blockage, especially if you have people who are following you and watching you and looking up to you. If there is something that you are doing that is not the will of God, that is out of the way, that is displeasing to God, that is dishonorable, Ask God to show you, to search your heart and show you. And once he shows you, ask him to give you the confidence and the boldness. He says to be strong and courageous, to not be fearful of men, like to be bold, like ask him to give you that boldness, that holy boldness to make the change, to make the transition and to even confess like, hey, I was doing this and I thought that it was okay, but God convicted me and showed me my ways. And now I'm doing things differently so that others can be encouraged to do the same or to change their ways. I really wished um, that this person would have come to me in private, in private message. Like they don't have my number or anything, but they could have come to me and said, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Instead of like, you know, leaving it all, I'm like, why did they put it in the comments? Like, <laughs> but you know, maybe it was for this very reason for me to learn and for me to not necessarily to stop that tradition, but for me to be reminded of like, look at how you judge other people and be mindful of how you come to other people and how you can be an encouragement and how you could be a witness to others. Um, especially if they don't know, if they don't know <laughs> that they're wrong, like come to them in private, go to them. There's a scripture. I can't think of where it is right now, but there's a scripture that does say to like, if you have an ought against your brother, if you have an ought against somebody to like go to them and talk to them about it, work it out with them. And then, you know, go on instead of putting them on blast. I see a lot of people doing that, putting people on blast. And I'm like, the heart behind it just doesn't always feel right. And we are called to love. Um, in first Corinthians 13, it says love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast is not arrogant or rude is not self-seeking is not easily angered, keeps no record of wrong, rejoices with the truth, always protects trusts and hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's love. That's love. The big trendy saying right now is love is love. Love is God. And these are the attributes of God. We are called to be brothers and sisters 
in the body of Christ. I don't know the examples that you have had growing up or that you have seen or witnessed. You may have grown up in a dysfunctional family. So maybe you don't really don't know. Maybe you really don't know how you are supposed to treat a brother and sister, how you're supposed to receive love and honor, you know, a mother and father. You know, honestly, maybe you really don't know. And, you know, I think that we need to come from a place more of that, like, give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, some people are definitely being spiteful. They're being, you know, they're teaching false things. Like, they're doing a lot of things on purpose. But they're also being influenced by the enemy. And even if they know better, that pull. Um, we always feel pulled to do what's wrong. <laughs> it's harder to do what's right than it is harder to do what's wrong. It's easy to do what's wrong because that's a natural part of our human nature. Um, but, you know, come from that place, like maybe they really don't know. Maybe they really don't understand. Maybe that part hasn't been, you know, brought up for them. Maybe, you know, that's not a struggle for them, but it could be a struggle for somebody else. And that's something that the person said was like, God is not a God of confusion. Cause I was like, it's like, it's not a conviction for me. So I don't like, I don't know what the problem is. And they were like, God is not a God of confusion, which no, he's not. (laughs) So if I'm confused and pray for me, if I'm not doing right, pray for me. If I'm going off the wrong way, pray for me. There is power in prayer. People think like, oh, prayer is just like, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. Like there is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. Prayer does change things. And when we pray the scripture, when we pray from a heart of love, when we come um, from a place of um, understanding like the fruits of the spirit, which is patience and gentleness and love and kindness and self-control, the way that we go about things, um, it will be more of a blessing than being a bully tearing somebody down and not encouraging them when it comes to praying for somebody's faith and understanding to grow and deepen you can read ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 through 19 also first corinthians chapter 2 verse 1 through 5 where paul is talking about like he says when i came to you brothers and sisters announcing the mystery of god to you i did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came in weakness and fear and in much trembling. Like he didn't like start his ministry, like just bold, like this is what God and like he didn't have all the understandings, but he knew who Jesus was. He knew that Jesus was crucified. He believed that he rose from the dead and he knew that his life was transformed. And so he wanted to talk about it. So when we have new Christians who are like, God changed my life, blah, blah, blah. Like celebrate that awakening. People talk about the great awakening. That is the awakening that we want to know to realize like God is real. Jesus Christ died and rose again for my salvation, for my sin, so that my spirit could be awakened. I could know life and life everlasting. Like that awakening, celebrate that. And then pray for their understanding, for their faith to grow, for their relationship to deepen. And then all the other things will fall into place. Then all the other things will fall into place. Pray for these people that who they are surrounded with 
are the people who would encourage them, who would uplift them in the ways of the Lord, that they would have the right voices in their sphere, that um, whoever their leaders are, that they are people who are really hearing from God, who are really living a righteous life that would encourage them to do the same. Sometimes we think that everybody's going to receive everything that we say, even if it's good. That's not true. <laughs> like there are certain people that I respect and I honor that I that their words hold more weight than somebody else because of my relationship with them or because of like how I see them and how I've witnessed them live their lifestyle. Like I would more listen to them and follow their direction because I see the fruit. I see like, yeah, obviously they are doing what is right. They're living right. So I'm going to follow them. And I know I see that they hear from God. They know from God, like, yeah, they're the ones before I would listen to somebody that I don't know from Adam or Eve <laughs> or that I've never heard of. Or even if there is somebody that I've never heard of, like your spirit, spirit recognizes spirit. It says that in first Corinthians chapter two, at the end, it talks about that, like your spirit understands spirit. And that people who have not been awakened, people who are not of God, whose spirit within has not been awakened. Like what we're talking about, what I'm talking about right here, they're like, what, is, what are you talking about? Like, this is, it literally says they believe it's foolishness. Like what? <laughs> like, huh? But those who have been awakened, like we understand it. We can have these conversations because we get it. Because the Holy Spirit that is working in me is also alive and well in you. And so we are communicating. That's how God communicates to us. I hear a lot of stories of people who go to heaven and they're like, nobody said anything, but I knew immediately who God was. I knew immediately who Jesus was. Like I knew immediately where I was. I immediately had understanding of what I was looking at and what I was experiencing. Like nobody had to, I just immediately knew because the spirit talk to spirit, spirit connects with spirit and spirit understands. So just pray for them to have that connection with um, somebody who can speak life into them, who can speak truth into them, and it be somebody who they really respect and honor and would listen to. And while I'm on that, also pray for your leaders, because sometimes they miss the mark. Sometimes they are doing things that are not of God. We're all human and they will be held accountable for those things, but pray for them because even if they mess up and they're teaching us wrong, then we in turn will do wrong and we're going to be held accountable for it. Like you got to know God for yourself. You need to know the word for yourself. You need to be digging into the word. You need to be digging into um, having your prayer life, um, speaking and talking with people who know God, um, connecting with the right people. You need that. Um, but also pray for your leaders that they are getting that and that they're doing what they're supposed to do so that whatever teachings that you are learning from them, that it does not stray you. It does not make you do what is not godly, that it is something that brings you closer to God, not farther away from God. And this is the last thing I'll say. Pray for your own transformation, for God to convict you, to show you like, am I like, is anything that she said today? Like, is that me? Is she talking about me? Do I need to make a change? Lord, show me my ways, show me my heart, show me how I can change and make a difference so that I can stop being a bully and that I can start being a blessing in the kingdom of God. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Let me pray with you and then we'll be out of here. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just your conviction and for just the awareness that you give us so many opportunities to hear you, to know you, 
to um, grow in you. Thank you for the seeds that you plant into our heart and in our mind and in our soul so that we can grow, that they can be watered and we can grow and we can mature. I thank you, Lord God, that it doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how long we've been walking with you, that you always have something new to teach us when there's always something new for us to learn and there's always room for us to grow. And knowing that there's room for us to grow, you don't throw us away or cast us aside. You're like, hey, I'm here. I know your heart. I know you're trying your best and you're moving forward. That's all you want to see in us, that we're trying our best, that we're moving forward and that we are seeking you in all the things that we do. I pray, Lord God, that you would help us to make that transformation, to be a blessing, to be a believer that helps others, that doesn't make other people want to backslide, that doesn't make people want to run away from Christ, but that draws people nearer to you. Let people see the light of you that shines within us, Lord God. And if our light is dim, I pray, Lord God, that you would brighten it, that you would bring people around us to support us, to lift us up, to help us to see the worth and the value that you have already seen in us, Lord God, and that you would help them to encourage us in a way that helps us to come over those hurdles, those obstacles. I pray, Lord God, that as we grow as believers, as we grow in our faith, that we will also grow in our understanding, that we will grow in our wisdom, and that we will grow in our knowledge, and that our obedience will also grow, Lord God, that we would have the holy boldness to do what is right, to speak up when things are wrong, and to speak up when things are right, and to encourage others instead of tearing them down in a loving way that you would allow us to speak from a heart of love from a place of love from a place of compassion and that when we do this people will feel that that people will see it and that people will receive it i thank you lord god for just being an amazing god for being the lover of our souls when we allow you to be thank you for your protection thank you again for your guidance in jesus name i pray amen all right, you guys, I will continue to share with you like as I grow and learn in the faith. Yes, I've been a Christian. I born and raised in church. But as I have grown in the faith and understanding God, I want to share what I've learned, the revelations that he's giving to me. And I would never come before you before I feel like, OK, I really have an understanding. And he's shown me how to bring this to you in a loving way that's encouraging and helps you want to change instead of like, oh, shame and guilt and slander. Like, we're not trying to do all that over here. I just want to encourage you and help you to become more confident and more bold in your faith from the most loving way, but a truth way that will convict you to change in the best way possible. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay well and be blessed. Bye. Okay, one more thing before you leave. If you found any value in today's episode, do yourself and others a favor. Don't just keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Screenshot it, share it on social media, send a link to it via text message to your friend group. Let people know that this was valuable and that it will help change their lives. Also, it would mean so much to me if you can go and leave us a review on Apple iTunes so that other people who are shopping podcasts know that this is worth their time. And if you haven't already joined our email list, go ahead and look at the description bar. The link will be there. Or you can visit www.decaliseartstudio.com. You will get updates, you will get freebies, you will get inspiration, and you will also get 
friends and family discount on upcoming artwork and products. Until next time, be blessed and stay well.